Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 1853 podcast of Monmouth College. I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing, and this is the 1853 podcast, a weekly program in which we tell you about the people, events, programs, and history that make Monmouth an outstanding National Liberal Arts College. And we try to get that done in about 18 minutes and 53 seconds. In this 33rd and final edition of the 1853 podcast of Monmouth's 2018-19 school year, we'll hear about Monmouth in Merida. That's the college's spring campus in the Yucatan Peninsula of Mexico. We'll also hear about the annual Golden Scott celebration. That's less than a month away, and Associate Vice President of Development and College Relations Hannah Maher will give us a preview. And Sports Information Director Dan Nolan will wrap up another very successful year in Fighting Scots Athletics. Before we get into this week's program, a big congratulations to the students and their family members who were honored at this year's 162nd Commencement Exercises. Commencement weekend was May 11 and 12, and it was a couple of great days that celebrated the latest men and women to receive a Monmouth College diploma. The weekend's highlights included a moving baccalaureate sermon by the Reverend J. Herbert Nelson, the stated clerk of the General Assembly of the Presbyterian Church USA, and a great commencement address by entrepreneur and inspirational speaker Ron Gold. But of course, the real story was as what it is every year, and that's the graduates and their family members who helped them along the way, along with the professors and the staff members at Monmouth College who put the students at the center of everything they do every day at the college. To check out more than 750 pictures from the weekend, to read more about the talks, and to watch them, check out the commencement story on the front page of the Monmouth College website, and that address is monmouthcollege.edu. Now in its third year, the study abroad program Mammoth in Merida gives students an opportunity to immerse themselves in a Spanish-speaking culture for a full semester at the same cost as staying right here on campus. In addition to the regular courses, which include two in Spanish, Mammoth students are given an optional service learning opportunity and they stay with host families. With bi-weekly excursions to sites in the area, students get a glimpse of local culture, both ancient and modern. This year's Mammoth and Merida program also included a trip from the Yucatan Peninsula to nearby Cuba. Mammoth professors Ken Kramer and Trudy Peterson oversaw this year's Mammoth and Merida program, which they recently discussed at the final Mammoth Associates Luncheon of the school year. Ken, who's a professor of biology, says the semester-long experience in the Mexican city of about one million people benefited students in several ways. Just improving their language skills would be the biggest thing, and, and broadening their horizons, getting a little intercultural experience so that they see how other people live and understand that you know the U.S. isn't the template for everything. Ken taught two classes in the Monmouth and Merida program, Introduction to Environmental Science and a Reflections course called Beyond Belief that explored science, religion, and meaning. 
Ken says the courses he taught were enhanced by living in a biologically diverse area. Good examples of, you know, you talk about biological diversity in class, but then you can actually go see it. You can see what the, the different types of habitats are, how different things live there, right? You actually experience the ecosystems up close and personal. Students were also exposed to the Mayan culture, which runs deep and strong in the Yucatan Peninsula. Because, right, that's the one thing that the Mayans will tell you is that, hey, we're still here, right? And they're still speaking Mayan and a very heavy influence, and they're very proud of their heritage, as they should be. Trudy Peterson, who's a professor of communication studies, used the Mammoth Emerita program as part of her sabbatical. While walking through the city, she stumbled upon something that became an unexpected communication studies project. I just started seeing these tiles um, around our neighborhood, and I thought, what are these? And I started photographing them, and then I started seeing them all over town and started, wanted to document all of them. It was kind of visual history. It marked place and kind of places dying, because who's going to remember what those were and what they commemorate and what they signify? And so from a visual rhetoric kind of perspective, it was fascinating. Trudy says the tiles were used before street signs to help give directions, and they have been used by residents of the area for more than 300 years. The oldest one that I read about was Elefante, and that was from the 17, mid-1700s, that that was one that was talked about and that there were records of. My challenge is that I'm not fluent in Spanish, so my research is limited, and, but it's still something I want to pursue and learn more about. Ken says the Mammoth Emerita program gives him a lot of tools to use with students. Well, it gives me more, just more examples to draw on, to use in class to illustrate concepts, right? Like in environmental science, so our one of the final questions was, okay, you've been learning all this stuff about sustainability. Uh, tell me how to make Merida uh, a sustainable city. You've been here four months. What are the, some of the things you've seen that they could work on, that they could use to their benefit? You know, those kinds of things. In addition to learning about another culture, Trudy says the students who were part of this year's Mom at the Merida program learned another valuable lesson as well. I think they really learned empathy. As Ken said, they got this undercultural experience. They lived with families and they got to see the world not through the lens of what a citizen of the United States. And I think that was extremely beneficial for them. In the homestays, they live with different families. Um, one of the students got really close with his mom, and it, she became a family member to him. That's Mammoth professors Trudy Peterson and Ken Kramer discussing the Mammoth and Merida program, which is now in its third year. To read more about the program, check out its homepage on the Mammoth College website, and that address is mammothcollege.edu slash Merida, M-E-R-I-D-A. You're listening to the 1853 podcast of Monmouth College, and I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. Alumni from five Monmouth classes will return to campus June 6th through June 9th for the annual Golden Scott Celebration. This year's Four Days in June will celebrate reunions for the classes of 1974, 1969, 1964, 1959, and 1954. Associate Vice President of Development and College Relations, Hannah Maher, whose office assembles, coordinates, and orchestrates the program, says the Golden Scott Celebration has a full schedule of events, including a new one. 
There are a lot of activities. We had a request this year actually to have a service event and so some of our alums coming back are going to be planting some flowers and shrubs around the newly renovated Greer Hall where maybe many of them stayed when they were students. We we'll also have the opportunity to go into the ceramics studio, um, make their own clay ornament or even throw some clay on the pottery wheels with professors. We've got um, alums coming back to, to talk and, and share their own successes. In. Um, but we've got a progressive dinner across campus. We're showcasing our facilities. Um, we're having even a dance one of the evenings. So a dance floor will be put out and opportunity to kind of uh, cut the rug and, and have some fun music from the decades that our alums would remember when they were here on campus. Um, but just so many opportunities to connect with each other and really just reminisce. Um, it's a laid back weekend. Uh, so it's it's uh, moves at the pace in which you want it to be basically. Um, constant socializing, constant food, which I is always great by our Aramark staff, um, but just a wonderful opportunity to reminisce and reconnect. There will also be a special look at music from the era of the class of 1969. Really fun is Dwight Tierney, one of the MTV co-founders, is going to do a joint presentation with our president, Clarence Wyatt, kind of on the history of music back in the 69 era. And a really fun opportunity, I think, to get some music trivia out of our guests. Unlike homecoming weekend, where events are often packed together over a short amount of time, the Golden Scott celebration allows alumni and their guests plenty of time to socialize and literally take over the campus while they're here. It is really, it, we kind of become like a summer camp. We are doing, we had folks staying here. They're staying in the residence halls, the air-conditioned spaces, so they can um, rise in the morning with each other and kind of, you know, stay up until they want to go back to bed and, and they're right there able to be uh, on campus um, but it's a, a lot more relaxed and slower pace they've got the full access of the campus essentially because we don't have our students here um, and, and our staff is fully able to really be with them and help that experience just be the best it can be um, homecoming is a wonderful weekend but it's definitely faster paced and there's so many things going on when you've got uh, over a thousand alumni plus our student body and other friends of the college that come out so um, this experience definitely is a little bit more cultivated for the guests that are coming back. They've told us what they want and we're doing our best to put that plan in action for them. Golden Scott's weekend is one of the more popular alumni events held on campus and a big reason for that popularity is how much the college's alumni staff serve the alumni who participate. Folks are really just impressed with how easy we make it to get around campus. We have um, six passenger golf carts that help shuttle folks all around. Um, we also have vans and shuttles if needed to make people uh, get to their next locations. Um, all of our staff are all over uh, greeting and welcoming and answering questions as needed. We constantly are told people feel like kings and queens and they feel like the red carpet's been rolled out for them. Um, any special requests we're able to accommodate. If people can get themselves close to us but maybe not even here um, we definitely have been able to, to send out cars and pick folks up so maybe they get to the Galesburg train station or the Quad City or Peoria airports and um, we help with transportation and getting them to back to campus so we don't want to have any of those hurdles folks have to overcome um, but they, they just feel so special in that opportunities that are, are being put in front of them and those meals that our, our staff is putting out and just the schedule and how thoughtful it is and how um, robust it is. You know, they, they uh, definitely have just raved about all of the experience. That's Monmouth Associate Vice President of Development and College Relations, Hannah Maher, talking about the annual Golden Scott celebration, which will be June 6th through June 9th. To read more about the Golden Scott Celebration, check out its homepage, monmouthcollege.edu slash golden hyphen scots.
before we head into this week's sports segment, a reminder of the many ways in which you can follow Monmouth College in the social media spectrum throughout the summer months. The college's main Facebook page is facebook.com slash Monmouth College. The college's main Twitter account is at Monmouth, and you can follow all of Monmouth College athletics on Twitter at MCFightingScots. The college is on Instagram at Monmouth College. If you're on Snapchat, be sure to follow Monmouth on Snapchat at This Is Monmouth. And be sure to check out Monmouth College on Spotify because there's a great list of summertime music you'll want to listen to. The 2018-19 school year has been another very successful and fruitful one for Monmouth College Athletics, but not all of the Fighting Scots are finished for the school year quite yet. Joining us to tell us what is remaining on the sports schedule as well as look back on this school year is Sports Information Director Dan Nolan, the man behind MonmouthScots.com. Dan says track and field season is the final one to come to an end. Uh, left, uh, matter of fact, we have uh, track that's uh, running, trying to get a few more guys qualified or, or women qualified for the NCAA's next week. Uh, doing that on Thursday night, uh, this past Thursday, and uh, going in, you know, we were very close. Uh, John Hintz actually is has uh, qualified uh, right now in three events. Uh, that the uh, hammer, the discus, and the shot. Uh, so uh, he could get bumped out, but uh, he's 17th in the shot, 10th uh, in the disc, and 5th uh, in the hammer. They take the top 20 men. So John's pretty sure he's going to get in uh, two, if not all three. Uh, on the on the verge, uh, Joe Crawl in the uh, hammer throw, 24th. They take the top 20, so uh, he'll have to improve a little bit, and, and perhaps maybe somebody above him will decide to drop out, and, and that could be the case if a thrower uh, is on the, on the bubble or on the very fringe, but is qualified for another event or two they might drop that extra event uh to save themselves for their their primary event so that's a, a possibility uh jonathan ordiegu uh 22nd going in uh, this week uh, so he's two spots out uh, again you know he can get a little bit higher maybe he cleared about six eight uh, last week at, at conference uh and again if somebody uh, there qualified in multiple events they might drop out so those are, are the guys that have the the legitimate shots uh, we've got a few more that are are competing on uh, Thursday night uh, to see if they can improve their their timing uh, or, or their uh, jumps. So uh, we'll see how that goes. Looking back on another very successful school year, Dan says one mama sports team stood out in 2018-19. The, the, for me, the big story is women's basketball. Really had that breakthrough season, and they were honored for that at the Fighting Scots Awards. But, you know, they had a 10-win turnaround. Uh, picked seventh uh, in the conference, uh, finished second overall, and second in the in the tournament, and really just kind of ran out of gas uh, in, in the tournament. So it was a really a great year there. You know, baseball, what a remarkable year a year ago. Uh, this year won the division for the second second time in a row and and hosted again uh, just one of two teams to host back-to-back uh, uh, conference tournaments as Dan notes Monmouth College Athletics the students the coaches and the fans owe a very big debt of gratitude to a very special person who will be hanging it up at the end of May 
a person he says has been the barometer of the department. Yeah, you know, the end of May is kind of going to be a little bit bittersweet. You know, we get into the summer, get a little bit of a, a respite, but uh, we'll be uh, losing Kathy Hass, a 34-year departmental secretary force, uh, retiring at the end of May. And, uh, you know, it's, it's uh, sad to see her go, but also excited for what the, the next chapter brings. And, you know, in Kathy's career here, uh, you know, we've, we've seen a lot of, of changes. Uh, uh, Zor Memorial Stadium, uh, the new tennis courts, uh, Peacock uh, Complex, of course, the Huff Athletic Center. Uh, adding sports up to 24 sports now and uh, did the math on that uh, 16 when she started and then we, we dropped a few got down to 14 at one point and uh, now back up to 24 so she's seen a lot of changes and and has been really uh, uh, the glue that's that's held the department together for 34 years you, you know you can never replace her uh, we'll fill the seat but we're not going to be able to replace uh, Mrs. Hass announced uh, her winning the Alumni Recognition Award at the Fighting Scots Awards. Uh, the students are the ones that, that uh, started the standing ovation. So that tells you a lot there. And, and uh, you know, when you go into the office, uh, they get a quick read, and the coaches too, if they're in trouble or not. If she's uh, smiling, you know you're okay. If she's not, you're in trouble. So uh, she was kind of the barometer of, of the department for us. That's Sports Information Director Dan Nolan, the man behind MamaScots.com, your official site on the World Wide Web for all things Fighting Scots related. And don't forget to follow all Monmouth College teams on Twitter at MCFightingScots. And that's going to be a 30 for the 33rd edition of Monmouth College's 1853 podcast of the 2018-19 school year. As I mentioned, this is also our final podcast of the school year. A special thanks goes to all of the guests who took time to record an interview during the school year, especially Sports Information Director Dan Nolan, the man not only behind MammothScots.com, but all information about Mammoth College Athletics. Thanks as well to our show's producer, Mammoth Rising Sophomore, C.J. Bonifer. And thanks, of course, to the folks who've listened to this show, hope you've enjoyed this program during its second season and I hope you will join us come August for the third season of the 1853 podcast. Of course you can always tell us what you think about this podcast by firing off an email to us at news at monmouthcollege.edu. Be sure to put podcast in the subject line. Until our next edition this is Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. Thanks so much for listening. So long everybody. Have a nice day and have a great summer.